The 2023 college basketball season officially gets going here on Monday night, and even though we don't have a ton of big games to take a look at here on this card, we still have a ton of games in general. A lot of to bet on, so let's jump right into the video. We start out in Philadelphia as LaSalle takes on Villanova. LaSalle comes into the season as the 208th team in the hot to bet power rankings. Villanova is the 14th overall team. And obviously the biggest news for Villanova in the offseason, Jay Wright stepping down as head coach, you know, just a couple of weeks removed um, from their final four appearance. But Kyle Neptune takes over for the Wildcats here. Hiring from within, I think, is a great strategy for this Villanova team. And, you know, overall, it may not be a Villanova squad that has near the players that they did um, last season when they went to the Final Four, but it's still a decent roster. Obviously, the loss of Colin Gillespie um, and Jermaine Samuels are, are going to be huge for this team, not to mention Justin Moore isn't even going to be back until hopefully conference play, but who knows how he's going to look even when he does get back with that Achilles injury. Um, and even though it's a team that outside of those guys remains very, very young, I still think they have a lot of talent and really a lot of potential in a Big East that is fairly wide open this season. For LaSalle, um, you know, coming to this game, what is one of their toughest opponents of the season granted there is some you know tough teams in the a10 this year dayton for sure is not going to be easy but um you know obviously villanova is one of their highlighted games every year on the schedule but it's a LaSalle team that really has just struggled in the past few seasons don't have a winning record since 2013 i mean they were a great team in 2013 went all the way to the sweet 16 that year but you know fran dumphy comes in as head coach looking to get this program um turned around but who knows exactly what he's going to look like. Obviously, a few years off out of the coaching circle for him. Um, and really, my main concern for this LaSalle team coming into the season is going to be on the offensive side of the ball. They start the season here, 208th in adjusted offensive efficiency. And um, they have some talent, um, but they lost a lot of their major contributors from a season to go. And, you know, while I do like Dunphy, and I really think this team will improve and likely will finish higher than 12th in the A-10 this season, um, it's hard to know exactly how those first year head coaches with a lot of new guys um, are going to get the chemistry going early. I think they have some struggles here early, especially going up against a team that is so strong in Villanova. And don't get me wrong, Villanova certainly has plenty of holes. They lose a lot of talent from last season. Um, obviously, you know, Justin Moore not being in this game, um, you know, I, I would love to see him on the court, but the, unfortunately that Achilles is, is going to keep him out for a while longer. Um, and while I think Villanova takes a step down from last season, I don't think they're a final four contender this season. Um, I just don't think they're big enough favorites here in this game. I think LaSalle is still um, a long ways away from, from having that winning record once again. I think Villanova wins this easy. I think this spread should be up near 20 points. I was very, very shocked why this one was so low. And quite honestly, it's my favorite pick of the day here. I'm taking Villanova minus 15 here against LaSalle. Next up on the card, we got Manhattan taking on VCU. Manhattan comes into this one as the 236th team in the hot tip of power ranking. VCU is the 70th overall team. And um, obviously, Manhattan has a lot of news coming out about them here the past few weeks. Cimicello is fired just two weeks before the season starts. And, you know, only time will tell what exactly happened in, in that situation. If there was, you know, more to the story than, than just the contract dispute. But um, at the moment, that really looks like it all is obviously, you know, a, a long time um, assistant to Rick Pitino, but who knows how all that's going to go. And quite honestly, I don't care too much about this. I mean, I do a little bit for this game, but um, Rashawn stories takes over the head coaching duties here for this Manhattan team. And, you know, it's going to be an uphill battle 
all year for Manhattan. Obviously, losing your coach two weeks before the season is never ideal, but you lose your star player um, in Jose Perez transferring out after uh, Michelle got fired. You know, and he was you know projected to potentially be the the MAC um, preseason player of the year. So without him. This offense could be in trouble. You know, they already come into the season 313th in the country in adjusted offensive efficiency. And um, while they do have, you know, a lot of veterans on this roster, um, I think it's a team that could certainly struggle early. VCU, on the other hand, you know, didn't have ideal endings to their seasons here the last two years. Obviously, you know, we're on the bubble last season um, doing ultimately go to the NIT losing the second round there the season before obviously their tournament game gets canceled against Oregon because of COVID issues with them but um, they come back you know really better than ever Ace Baldwin should be back at full health and I think he'll be you know one of those guys who's able to find success here for VCU I think he's going to be atop the best point guards in the A-10 here this season Um, and he's going to need to get this offense going you know they've had some struggles offensively under Rhodes um, but I think he's a guy who can certainly boost that but defense it's a VCU team that is very, very strong coming to the season with a top 50 defense. And not to mention, they got a lot of young talent who is looking for some playing time and I think is going to be ready um, to get things going. Overall, I think this is a team that's going to probably be near the bubble um, and pretty much the exact same spot they were the last two years. But against Manhattan especially, I think they take advantage of a team that is really just in a turmoil right now. I think they win this game pretty handedly. I'm taking VCU minus 18 here against Manhattan. Next up on the card, we got Air Force taking on Bowling Green. Air Force comes into this one as the 254th team in the Hot Tibet Power Ranking. Bowling Green is the 268th overall team. And um, for a card that is full of huge spreads, this is one of the few games where we have a smaller spread and, um, well, at least a, a smaller spread and a team that I actually like in this game. And, you know, I'm very, you know, excited to see what Bowling Green is going to do this year. I think they bounced back from last year, which was a year that was just full of injuries. Um, Kata Matheny at point guard. I think it's ready to have a breakout season only played 10 games last season. Um, but you know, it's a team in Bowling Green that was able to lead the Mac in scoring last season. Yes, they weren't the most efficient team and they certainly had some problems. Their defense did them absolutely no favors, but just scoring points is a team that can certainly, you know, turn things around and get things going from that end for air force. Joe Scott enters his third season as head coach and they got off to a very, very hot start at the beginning of last season, a seven in one record ultimately ended up struggling. Um, in a Mountain West that you know was just so so deep a season ago, um, the losses of Walker and Octave though are both going to be huge blows to this Air Force team. And you know their biggest problem last season was just struggling to hold on to the basketball. They turned it over at a 21.5 percent rate. Um, they were 335th in the country in that category. And I think I saw a stat too. They were one of like five teams that had a higher turnover percentage um, than their offensive rebounding percentage, which is never a good sign. And that you know leads to a lot of bad offensive play um, when that's what your stat line is looking at. But I think they'll do a better job holding onto the ball this year. Only time will tell if that shooting is able to improve. But overall, it's just an Air Force team that has a lot of room for improvement. And unless one of these freshmen can step up and come out of nowhere and just be a guy I wasn't expecting to see, I think it's going to be you know a very, very hard game here against Bowling Green, going up against the coach and Michael Hugers, who, you know, really has his team firing on both sides of the ball. I mean, Bowling Green went out, you know, they lost some talent in the offseason, but picked up several transfers, got a nice incoming freshman class that I think can make some noise. Um, you know, most notably Leon Ayers coming over from Duquesne, I think will make an instant impact on this team. And, you know, time will tell how the season is going to go for this Bowling Green team, but um, I think they're able to, to you know, 
control the tempo in this game. I think their defense takes control, and I think Bowling Green wins this one pretty handedly. So taking Bowling Green, minus one and a half here against Air Force. Next up on the card, we got Winthrop taking on Penn State. Winthrop comes into this one as the 169th overall team in the high Tibet power rankings. Penn State is the 80th overall team for Winthrop. You know, it's a team led by Maggie Prosser, who... I am very, very excited to see how this team goes this season. You know, he's had some success last season, you know, in year one, obviously led them to a 14 and two conference record. Ultimately, they weren't able to make it um, to the dance, which, you know, is the goal for for any of these small mid-major teams is to just go and win that conference tournament. But um, they bring back a lot of the key pieces from last season that were able to find success, most notably on the offensive side of things. Um, and with that, you know, solid core returning I think it's a team that's going to look to be even more competitive here this season for Penn State. Micah Strasberry, you know, enters his second season as head coach. And, you know, it's a big 10 that's just so deep and so hard to compete. But um, ultimately, they find some struggles, end up finishing 10th in the conference a season ago. Um, but they do bring back two of their best players from last season. Jalen Pickett, Miles Dredd, both coming back. They also add Cameron Winter transferring in from Drexel, Andrew Funk from Bucknell. You know, overall, it's a team that, that brought in some talent in Penn State. And, you know, I think they will certainly improve, but with all the changes that Penn State went through in this offseason and, and kind of just what their roster and what their core looks like right now, I think they're going to have some struggles with chemistry early on. You know, Strasbury could get them all going on the same page. That's absolutely a possibility, but I think it's going to be a hard thing to do. I think if Winthrop is able to push the tempo here in this game, you know, against a, a Penn State team who is a bottom 10 team in tempo in the country, um, I really think they're able to show off that offense. I think they're able to keep this one close, and I think they're able to show up in this spot um, and, and and who knows, maybe shock Penn State in this game. But I think they at least cover the spread. I'm taking Winthrop plus 12 and a half here against Penn State. Now we head to the state of Virginia as VMI takes on Richmond. VMI comes into this one as the 257th team in the hot tip of power ranking. Richmond is the 92nd overall team for Richmond. Chris Mooney enters his 18th season as the Spiders head coach, now making him the longest active coach in the A-10. And, you know, it was a team in Richmond that, down the stretch had a great run obviously winning the a10 tournament um making the ncaa tournament knocking off iowa in the first round doesn't get a whole lot better obviously you know a, a deeper run in the tournament sure but a great great finish to the season for this Mitchman team last season a big part of that success came from tyler burton um you know who, who was a major piece and a major contributor on this offense i think he'll be that once again this season they also bring in neil quinn um from lafayette who you know at center a, a big guy down low will certainly add some sides that this team you know desperately needs um and you know it was a team that, that just went on a run and, and made a lot of noise last season but they're going up against a vmi team who i think is going to be improved this season andrew wilson takes over a vmi team and what is pretty much a complete rebuild you know doesn't really retain a whole lot of anything that this team had from last season i mean they lose every scorer who was averaging double digits last season all of them are gone but um while this team is projected to finish near if not at the bottom of the socon conference um I do think they're going to improve. I think their defense looks much, much better and, and is prepared to be better than, you know, the 316th um, defense they finished last year at the end of the season. Um, you know, especially with Wilson coming over, you know, a longtime assistant at James Madison um, really got that defense cooking the past few years. I think he's able to bring in some of that success over here, um, but it's going to take guys stepping up. We need to see more performance out of these guys. You know, Tanner Maines, Sean Conway are, are two guys who I think will able to, to have some of that success that this team will look to lean on 
on to, to provide some of that stability. Um, and while it's a team that, that could struggle to, to, you know, be on the same page right away, it's never easy with a new coach and a lot of new players. Um, I think Wilson is able to do it. And it's a team that maybe, you know, for, for not a good reason, I am just very, very high on this season. I think they're able to keep this game close, at least within the number. I'm taking VMI plus 18 and a half here against Richmond. Next up, we head up to New Jersey as NJIT takes on St. Peter's. NJIT comes into this one as the 337th team in the Hotsuba Power Ranking. St. Peter's is 158th. And obviously, St. Peter's became a household name after cruising to the Elite Eight last season. Um, and, you know, that success is, is going to lead to a lot of changes in the program. Most notably, um, Shaheen Holloway leaves St. Peter's, gets the head coaching job at Seton Hall. They lose a couple of their star players, Doug Edder, um, Daryl Banks, you know, are both gone, moving on to Greener Prasters. Um, and, and while the St. Peter's team is certainly not the team we saw last year, you certainly shouldn't bet on them because of what you saw in the tournament last year. Um, they brought in some transfers and they're actually poised to, to be a pretty decent team once again this season. The show continues here in Jersey City for this team. Um, you know, e even with, with some turnover for this team, they're still going to have one of the top defenses in the MAC this season. And, you know, while the year as a whole is up in the air, to, it's still yet to be seen. Um, I think they find some success here against NGIT. Um, in week one or, or game one of the season for NJIT, you know, enter this season, you know, all right. They, they had a, a strong start to last season. They ultimately end up losing their last five games and, and really just lost all the momentum they had at that point. The biggest problem for this team last season was just their offense was not very efficient. They turned the ball over a ton last season. And unfortunately, the defense wasn't much better. I mean, Miles Coleman, you know, does a decent job shooting the ball, but um, I'm worried that this team just doesn't have the talent that they need to stay up in this game. Um, if they're able to present, prevent some turnovers and slow down that st peter's defense they they might have a shot but i think they really struggle with that and you know even say those st peter's is a completely different team than we saw last year um i still think they're the much better team here in this game and at home only laying seven and a half i think this is a no-brainer bet taking them minus seven and a half here against njit Next, we head down to the state of Alabama as UAB takes on Alabama State. Alabama State comes into this game as the 340th team in the Hot Tibet Power Rankings. UAB is the 41st overall team. For Alabama State, Tony Madlock takes over as head coach, his first head coaching job, and he really inherits a roster that returns very, very few players from a season ago. But um, there are still some, some talented guys who I think could step up here. One of those is redshirt freshman Daryl Reed. And, you know, overall, why this team is in terrible shape, there's certainly a lot of question marks going into the season. My really biggest concern is just the fact that they're in the bottom 10% of the country in both offensive and defensive efficiency. And I get it. It's kind of just the, the nature of where they play, the nature of their conference, the nature of the recruits they're going to get. But overall, there's a lot of pieces missing on this team, and it just makes them very, very hard to trust early, especially going up against a team in UAB who is so, so strong. Andy Kennedy has done wonders in just two seasons as head coach, a 49-15 and 15 record um, for the Blazers. Obviously led them to the NCAA tournament last season. Um, a big reason why the part of that success was senior guard Jelly Walker, who you know had a great season, a great postseason run, and looks to continue that success here this season. It's a roster that's very, very athletic, especially compared to the rest of Conference USA this season. They're very deep, very, very experienced, um, and you know they've got some early non-conference games. Not really this one, but um, that will tell us a lot about this team. But um, overall, I think it's a team that's going to look to to cruise. Through Conference USA once again, I think they're going to be you know one of the top teams. I think they break into the even the AP top twenty-five potentially this year, and I am very very high on them here. They're going up against an Alabama State team that's 
just really not that good. I think they show up early um, and really put a beat down on this game. I get to think they get a major win at home, taking UAB minus 20 and a half here against Alabama State. Next up on the car, we have UL Monroe taking on Texas A&M. UL Monroe comes into this one as the 270th overall team in the Hot Bet Power Ranking. Texas A&M is the 38th overall team uh, for UL Monroe, the team that's you know looking to get things turned around. Um, you know, after finishing bottom two in the Sun Belt the last two seasons, really a team that just has had a lot of struggles. And you know, overall though. They've been decent during non-conference play, which you know is a little bit strange. Yes, they they've obviously played some some weaker teams in there that that helped boost some of that. But um, the real problem with this team the last few seasons hasn't necessarily been their playmakers or even their starters. It's just really their lack of depth. Don't have a ton of guys who they can turn to um, later in the games. But they bring in a couple of transfers who I am very very high on this season. Um, Johnny Williams is one of those guys who I think will take a massive step forward here for this team. And you know, with more minutes this season, I think he will be a major major improvement um looking over the other side of things though texas a&m is not a team that's just gonna lay over buzz williams had this team playing very very well last season in a sec that was super super tough ultimately they end up missing the tournament you know fall off the bubble um can't quite make it in but you know finish and, and go to the nit where you know they're the eventual runner-up um to xavier but the loss of quentin jackson is a major major concern that i think will really affect this team early on in the season they also really struggled rebounding the ball last season they were 340th in the country when it came to defensive rebounding and while i think this team is still good um and and ultimately i think this you know shouldn't be a tough game for them I think it's one where they're going to struggle to win big. I just don't know um, that the the chemistry is going to be quite there. You know, obviously losing some pieces from last season. And you could say the same thing about UL Monroe. Um, you know, there could be a lack of chemistry um, for this team as well. But what Keith Richards has been able to do here for UL Monroe the past 13 seasons, I think he's able to keep this one close on the road. I think UL Monroe gets things going. Um, and I think they cover here. So taking them plus 23 here against Texas A&M. Now, before we get into the back half of the show, I just wanted to tell you a little bit about Hot Tip Bets. If you haven't already checked out the website, head over there, hottipbets.com. we got college basketball, college football, NFL, NBA, NHL, UFC, horse racing picks being posted up on the website every single day. So make sure you take a look at all of that. Also, follow the Hot Tip Bets main account at Hot Tip Bets on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, so you don't miss out on anything going on over there. Follow my personal account at Hot Tip Bets on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, so you don't miss out on any of the content that I'm putting out, as well as follow me on best stamp where you can get early access to all of my picks and get a notification every single time that i place a bet and last but definitely not least for watching here on youtube hit that like button subscribe to the channel hit the bell notification so you don't miss out on any future college basketball content and most importantly drop a comment down below let me know who you guys are betting on here for opening night without further ado let's get into the back half of these games Next up here on Monday's card, we got South Dakota taking on Wisconsin. South Dakota comes into this one as the 163rd overall team in the Hot Tibet Power Ranking. Wisconsin is the 46th overall team. Um, you know, it's a South Dakota team that has certainly found some success in the Summit League the past few seasons. But Craig Smith leaves South Dakota, heading down to Utah State. Um, Eric Patterson takes over, and you know, in hopes of continuing the success that Smith did have for this team. And you know, overall on the offensive side of the ball, it's a team in South Dakota 
Minnesota who has a lot of skills. Mason Archibald, Cruz Pearl Hunt, both, you know, return as the top two scorers from a season ago. You know, we'll have to wait and see if they can continue that success. But um, the real issue I have with this South Dakota team isn't necessarily the top guys, you know, isn't the core we saw last season. It's the depth, you know. Um, they have one of the strongest backcourts in the country, um, but the roster, it's just, you know, when you get down to, to that bench, there is some concerns on who's going to step up. Um, most notably, though, for this game, I think defense is going to be a real, real struggle, struggle here in this one. Coming to this game is the 269th team in defensive efficiency, and while it's certainly not a team you should sleep on in the season as a whole, they're going up against a Wisconsin team that is very, very strong. Obviously, you know, Wisconsin found a lot of success last season, hoping to repeat that, um, winning a share of the Big Ten title, but not going to be an easy task. Obviously, losing Johnny Davis is, you know, going to be a huge hurt, but, you know, those losses that, that this Wisconsin team has experienced, Greg Gard, you know, still has a plan. They return three starters and Tyler Wall, Stephen Krall, um, Chucky Herbert, you know, will be good players once again. You know, all three of those guys were major pieces last season. I think will be major producers once again this season. Most impactfully, Chucky Hepburn, I think we'll, you know, we'll see him step up and, and be one of the top point guards in the Big Ten this season. And, you know, when it comes to this game specifically, I think this Wisconsin defense is just too, too strong for South Dakota. I think they're really going to struggle to shoot the ball. I think Wisconsin is able to slow it down um, and, and, and really just play their style of basketball and win this game pretty handily. I think Wisconsin is going to be a much better team than they're being predicted this season. I'm taking them here in this one. Minus 12 here against South Dakota. We stay in the state of Wisconsin here for this next game as Radford takes on Marquette. Radford comes into this game as the 295th team in the hot to bet power ranking. Marquette is the 74th overall team. And, you know, for Marquette, Shaka Smart had a decent first season in the Big East. I mean, an 11 and 8 record is nothing to sneeze about. And the trip to the, to the NCAA tournament, um, you know, certainly was a, I don't know, surprise, but a, a good, you know, um, ending to his first season here at Marquette. And, you know, only time will tell if he's able to, to find that same success. He obviously had a VCU to a lesser extent, but still a decent success at Texas. Um, but for this Marquette team in general, they lose a lot of talent from what they had a season ago. They got a lot of young players who, you know, are still very, very talented. But, you know, some of that experience is certainly gone um, from this team. But one area where this team will absolutely have no problem is on the defensive side of the ball. I think they're really going to cause Radford a lot of problems. Um, but, you know, it was a Radford team that did find some success in the first year of Darius Nolan last season offensively you know they hit the transfer portal very very hard in the offseason four of their five projected starters um, were playing for different schools last season which maybe talent wise is good a good step in the right direction but just chemistry wise man that's got to be hard especially here early in the season Josiah, jo Josiah Jeffers um, is one of the guys who you know does return um, as a familiar name from last season but it was a team last season that wasn't very good they struggled a lot in the turnover department and you know if they can clean up some of those problems they can certainly be a competitive team this season but overall I think they're really going to struggle on the offensive side of things here for this game I think they struggle to gain that chemistry early and don't get me wrong Marquette is also a young team who is certainly going to be lacking a little bit of that chemistry um, but they're just you know in a better spot than this Radford team is they didn't hit the transfer portal near as hard got a lot of those freshmen coming up and you know Shaka Smart is a guy who I have a lot of faith in to build that team chemistry um, and really get this team going i think if they can push tempo here in this game force radford to make some mistakes i think marquette wins this one pretty easily taking them minus 17 and a half here against radford 
We stay up north for this next game as Western Michigan takes on Minnesota. Western Michigan comes in this game as the 297th team in the hot tip power ranking. Minnesota is the 134th overall team. For this Western Michigan team, Dwayne Stevens takes over as the Broncos head coach. And, you know, it's a team that really just has to improve from where they were last year. They did not do a good job rebounding the ball. Their defense struggled all season. I mean, they entered this season not much better, 297 second in defensive efficiency um, going into this one um, and the maybe one saving hope that this team has is they return a lot of the guys from last season they got a lot of returning minutes so you know they'll have those veteran players they'll have that chemistry but how much does that matter on a team that went eight and 23 last season I would argue not much. I get it. A new head coach will certainly help improve that their defense has to improve from where they were a season ago. Um, but this is just not a great team. And on the road against Minnesota, I think they struggle here in this one. Minnesota, in their own right, wasn't a great team last season. I mean, they finished, you know, not great in Big Ten play. Only ended up winning four games. But they have improved in a lot of areas in the game. And I think we'll see a much better Minnesota team um, than we saw a season ago. They got a much deeper roster, um, you know, with a lot of talented players, a lot more size, a lot more athleticism. They really just improved all around um, as far as, you know, talent and, and guys on this team. Jamie in battle returns as their leading scorer from a season ago they also go out and get Dawson Garcia from North Carolina a transfer who will certainly help boost this offense and you know Garcia was a guy who was a top 50 recruit coming out of high school um, and I think in the right system he can find some success and you know he can you know finally find his footing in the college basketball world and overall I think it's a Minnesota team that is certainly going to improve from last season and more importantly I think they're able to find some success in this game I'm taking them minus 10 and a half here against Western Michigan and finally, to close up this crazy big Monday opening night card, we head out to Las Vegas. We're better to end it with Southern taking on UNLV. Southern comes into this game as the 228th team in the hot tip of power ranking. UNLV is the 111th overall team um, for Southern. You know, Sean Woods has, has built a decently competitive team here in the SWAC. I mean, it's the swag, so <laughs> that only means so much. But, um, you know, it's a team that found a lot of regular season success the past few seasons. You know, weren't able to necessarily get over that hump and, and, and win the conference tournament, make the, the NCAA tournament. But um, it's a team that continues to improve and, you know, um, looks better year over year one area where i'm still a little bit concerned and they certainly you know had some struggles last year was in the rebound department but they bring in a few transfers that should hurt certainly help with size and, and in the rebounding department it certainly get you know some more success in the paint um and if they're able to to push tempo you know get that that unlv defense off balance they might be able to do something and while that game plan sounds good on paper executing that and finding success with that is certainly not going to be an easy task. I think it's a Southern team that's destined, um, you know, for a top of the swag and, and who knows what they could do down the season. But here in this non-conference schedule, I think they really are going to have some struggles. UNLV, because like I said, is not a bad team. I mean, Kevin Kruger really got this season turned around last year for UNLV. They end up finishing 18 and 14, fifth place in the Mountain West, which is certainly an improvement for where this team has been, um, you know, the past few seasons. Um, and, you know, their perimeter shooting is still lacking. They still don't have a, a ton of guys who are great from beyond the arc. You know, a Duquesne transfer of Jackie Johnson um, is a guy who I'm going to have my eye on and could certainly help fill that role. But, you know, their shooting just hasn't been great. And, you know, it's it's caused them some struggles um, last season. But the reason I love UNLV in this game, the reason ultimately that I'm betting on them here 
is their defense coming to the season 87th in the country in defensive efficiency and you know with the addition of, of all those transfers that they bring in they got plenty of experience on this team and I think Kruger's from what we saw him coaching wise last year is able to get this team going able to get them all on the same page early and really is able to find a team that is able to make some noise out in the Mountain West I think they start the season off with a big win at home here I don't think they have any problem with Southern taking UNLV minus 12 here against Southern